0: morning uptown baptist church it is good to be in the house of the lord amen 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 Amen. Amen. hey today is an exciting day and i'm super excited to be here this morning more than as usual because we're going to have baptism today amen and uh we're going to baptize I could see the tears of joy in her eyes. Amen. 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 Sister Catherine, when did you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior into your heart? August the 15th, 2021. August the 15th, 2021. Amen. Amen. You know the time too, don't you? What time was that? What's that? 3.45 p.m. 3.45 p.m. You can see the joy of her uh, in her eyes. How many of you guys know when you were baptized I received Jesus Christ? This is awesome, this is awesome. Sister Catherine? It's it's amazing. It's amazing? It
1: is wonderful. It is amazing. I think Uptown Baptist Church. She thanks Uptown Baptist Church.
0: She thanks Uptown Baptist yes. Church. Amen.
1: For giving me the comfort Amen. in loving me. Amen. And keeping me with Christ.
0: Amen. And
1: And I thank the Lord, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And I Amen. thank him and I love him and I praise him. And I thank him for saving me.
2: Amen. Amen. He Amen.
1: saved me. Amen. He saved me, he, he gave me a new life, he gave me a new beginning, because I was once, I had, was giving up. I was giving up, and I told him that I was tired, and I wanted to give up, but he told me no, nor do you not. Mm. He said, you're gonna get up. Amen. He said, you're gonna miss, He's gonna get up. Mm. He said, you make one step, I'll make two.
0: Amen, amen.
1: And I told him I couldn't get up. He said, yes, you can. Get up. And I did. I sat up, but I said I can't make it no more. Mm. I felt something powerful and strong. Mm. He said, Catherine, get up. Mm. And I felt something strong and powerful pulled me up
0: Mm.
1: out of my bed. He said, now you go to that bathroom. You freshen yourself up. He said, and I promise you, I will take it from there. He
3: said,
0: he said, I would would never leave you. Amen. And I
1: praise God today. He has never left me yet. Hallelujah. He has been here for me. Mm. I praise and I praise. Mm. Everything that I have prayed for and asked for, he's given it to me. Oh, God is good. Amen. Amen. He is a loving God. He is a loving God. He is a wonderful God for those who don't know. They don't understand, they need to get with God.
0: Amen. Get with Christ, baby, amen. because amen.
1: he is the one. Okay. Amen. He is the one, amen. Amen, hallelujah.
0: She came this morning to testify. <laughs> and now, shall we baptize her? <laughs> amen. amen, amen, amen. Sister Catherine. Yes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Amen, amen, Welcome to the family.
2: Let's sing it. say, God's born in trouble, the one I say must be the children Moses led, God's born Trump trouble. God's going the trouble the water. It looks like the children of the Israelites. God's gonna the trouble the water. Oh, somebody say. Let's have a prayer together.
3: you this morning. Lord, I want to read from Philippians chapter 4. These are Paul's words as he was in prison during this time. The Bible reads, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus Lord we thank you this morning we thank you Lord that your word says you will never leave us or forsake us Lord, we thank you the Lord that you're deeper than we think Lord sometimes in the world they, they take and they, they misinterpret these words and they think that you're going to remove the storm but Lord you don't always remove the storm but you bring us through it. And so, Lord, you, you, and you teach us as you bring us through it. We, we, we draw near to you, and as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And so, so Lord, we praise you in the midst of the storm. And, Lord, I know, I, I know there are people here that are going through storms. They're going through trying times. Some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us are in the way to losing a loved one. Some of us are dealing with homelessness or joblessness. Whatever the challenge is, Paul says rejoice in the Lord always. Because you're with us. You're beside us. And Lord, I pray that peace for my brothers and sisters, for myself. that, That transcends all understanding because it would guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we trust in you even as you bring us through those storms of life. We give you the praise this morning. We love you this morning. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Amen? Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to have you greet one another in the Lord. For those of you that are here for the first time, a couple of things real quick, because I want to I I bless those guys. Make sure you have your mass over your nose. And then let's wave in one another in the Lord. I I see somebody without a mask. Please put your mask (laughs) on. Okay. Um, But let's greet one another in the Lord. We have a lot of guests here as well. So let's welcome them as they come. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, if you are here today... And uh, you continue to greet one another. If you're here today and you're a guest, I want to encourage you to go to the back table after the service. Um, and I'll mention that as well. But there'll be deacons in the back or deacons will be in the back and they have something for you. I uh, just want to welcome you to our service. And if you're here as well, um, and let's do this just if you guys don't mind. Because there's a lot of guests that are here today. If you're a guest in the room, could you raise your hand? We just want to welcome you in the Lord. So if you're here visiting today, we'd like to welcome you. Stand up. Yeah, I'd like to welcome you. And uh, I want to encourage our church, make sure that you, you greet, greet these individuals. Uh, we know that we're a welcoming church, but they, they need to know it too, and we're so glad that you're here. And so you may be seated. I um, also want to encourage you as well, if you're here and you're a guest, to fill out our welcome slip. And let us know how we can be praying for you. Let us, you can get, get, put a praise report on there. You can put a prayer need on there. We want to lift you up. But we're glad to have you with us. And I um, just want to mention that to you this morning. Um, there's a few things that I want to touch on. And then I'm going to move on. Uh, if you're here and you have a cell phone. Who's got a cell phone? Put it on vibrate. <laughs> Please. <laughs> If somebody calls you during the service, don't pick it up, <laughs> or walk outside and pick it up, okay? Um, we just do we don't want anything to interrupt the Word of God, and so we appreciate you work with us on that, and then I'm going to touch on just a couple of things for you. Um, again, this is for our guests and also for our members. We are, in just a couple of weeks, going to start some new ABF classes on Sunday morning, 9 o'clock, and so... Um, I want to mention this to you, and actually, I want to focus on the guests just a moment. But a lot of you are here, and you're saying, "I'm checking out your church," and I want to I, I want to give you an idea of how you can do that and get to know us a little bit better. And there's no obligation, but we're having a new members class, and, and starting October 9th. That's when these classes are going to start. I want to invite you to to join that new members class. It's going to be about four weeks, and that time you're going to meet some of the leaders of the church. You'll get to know Pastor Nick a little bit more, myself. Elder Doug a few others and and, and you're gonna learn about who we are and and you're not obligated to join because some people are like, Well, I'm not sure when it no obligation That's a way other than Sunday morning where you can get to know us and we can get to know you And so I want to encourage you some of you have already filled this slip out But if you're new, I encourage you to join our our new members class and check it out If you're here and you've been a part of us and you said, you know, I just need to grow in discipleship I'm gonna point you to Mindy's class Morris Brown's class, and then Pastor Dale. I, I keep busting his chops about the best best uh, title, but I have to say it again: practical pointers for powerful personal discipleship. I love that dale <laughs> So anyway, but uh, but anyway, that that he's a great teacher. Glad glad to have him with us, and so want to encourage you with that as well. And then um, this isn't in the bulletin, but I want to highlight this because. Um, couple things happened today that haven't happened since COVID started. Number one, that is the first baptism inside this church since COVID. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We had baptism at the lake, and and may the the baptism waters continue to stir, Pastor. I'm excited about what God's going to do, but uh, that's also an answer to prayer that God's carried us through the storm, you know? And so I'm very thankful for that. Also, next week... Um, we are going to start something that we haven't had since covid and that is children's church and so next week next sunday uh, we're going to have a break during this time just before the message where those of you with young kids can take your kids to children's church that's going to start next next sunday so just be aware of that and pray for that even as we put that together but we're excited we've been um, we're excited that we started youth ministry but as we met as elders talked yesterday said it's time Time to get to the younger kids, and so you can pray for the men as they continue to remodel the room this coming Saturday as well. Um, Pastor Kenny's back. Amen, and and he's ready to he's ready he's ready to roll. He's ready to paint. So, so I'm excited about that. But you know we're we're working on um, what was formerly called, called our Cambodian room. It's going to be our children's worship center, and so. I and mean, Kenny and the men are going to continue to work on that. So very excited about that as well. Um, all right, moving on. I think I said what I need to say. I've got a. We've got a video that we want to share um, about about what today is, and, and today is actually our forty year anniversary. If uh, this is this is actual date, um, un, unbeknownst to me. And I'm going to touch, touch on this very briefly after the video. But that there's a document when you come in the church, and that's, that's a document that was signed when the church was first constituted, and that was in September 27, 1981. So it's been 40 years since that's been signed. I'll highlight that in just a minute. But if you could go ahead and show the video, uh, that really says it all.
4: no one like us God of this city, you're the king of these people, you're the Lord of this nation.
3: Happy anniversary, UBC. Um, I've got to give I got to give some shout shout out to Joshua Yoke. Uh, he he helped put that together. We got to give him a hand, guys. It's very incredible. Um, I I got We got some of us had the opportunity to see the video at the at the retreat a week ago, but that wasn't the whole video. And so when I looked at it this morning, I mean, it, it, it's awesome because it gives the history of the community, as well as the history of the church and just what God's done. Now, just very briefly, I want to highlight this document. that's on the wall. Uh, Ken Oliver is, uh, the guy, one of, uh, one of our leaders that, that, that served here and really was, was primarily responsible for getting the church constituted <laughs> and taking care of those things. I was, and I had a chance actually to visit our, our founding pastor this week, uh, him and his wife. And so it was a blessing being with those guys. But, um, Ken told me about this document that, um, he had highlighted the people groups. And I want to encourage you to take a look at that. Um, if you notice, it was primarily, um, constituted by immigrants and refugees. Uh, you notice on there Vietnamese, Hmong, Spanish, Now, Spanish and Russian congregation. We, we, we brought them in with us when we got the building. We, we got them, Uh, but, but, uh, but, you know, you'll see all these different people groups that are on there. And, and they, they started their own congregations. And so it's really God was doing a thing right from the beginning. And so it started, it was a multicultural church right off the bat, you know. And that, that was just something that God was doing. And, uh, you know, Jim's going we're gonna, to, we're hoping to have Jim with us uh, in, 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 in about a month just to share a little bit more with you about what God d- had, has done uh, during these 40 years. But uh, it's just been really awesome, right? So I want you guys to look at that. The reason I mentioned Ken doing that is he said originally when he put that on there, he, he, he didn't mean it to be permanently on there. He was at point, some point going to, you know, take it off. But we laminated it, okay? Because God wanted it on there. He wanted people to see, you know, the, the different people groups that started this church. The Hmong people, the Vietnamese, the Cambodian people, all these different people groups. And, and, and it's just, just, it's been a marvelous, right? I know, Joshua, you've just enjoyed, as you've been going through the history, just, just marveling at what God has done and what he's going to continue to do. So with that said, I want to uh, pray. Uh, blessing over the offering. Um, and then we're going to move ahead with our time. Uh, very briefly, for those of you that are new to our church, there's an offering receptacle in the back as you leave, so you can put your offering in there. I can also go on ubcreal.org. Uh, give online through push pay or just put in the mail slot over in the Wilson side. So let's pray. Give the Lord thanks. and We'll move on with our time. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. You've been so good to us. And uh, Lord, we, we as we celebrate 40 years of what you've done, um, Lord, we, we look forward to what you're going to do as you move us ahead. And so we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the people groups. Uh, Lord, the Spanish congregation, the Vietnamese, the Cambodian, the Hmong, Lord, so many different groups, all our African groups, Lord, that have been part of what you've done here and uh, what you're continuing to do. And, uh, Lord, we look forward to what you have in store for us. And so, Lord, we put ourselves in your hands. Thank you, Lord, that uh, Pastor Queen is still with us, and we're able to celebrate with him and look forward to him being with us in the near future. And uh, we give you the glory. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's welcome up Pastor Nick as he brings the message to this morning. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for sharing that
0: with uh, us and blessing us with just a brief history of our church. Our church is good, amen? amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. All the time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, Elder Dua. He's busy writing his offering right now. <laughs> he got his checkbook out, but. Uh, Hey, listen, I'm excited. It's the end of the uh, September. I can't believe, he just again, it just passed us by. And as you know that our current series is what? Experiencing God's Power. And uh, we're going through the book of Acts. Uh, first week we talked about God's mission become our mission. Second week we talked about persistent prayer, not giving up. And that's one of our uh, pillars and a foundation of our church, prayer. And you know that we have prayer Tuesday through Friday, and it is an awesome time of prayer. Third week, last week, we talked about the Pentecost and what it effect and how it came about and how God moved within the church. Today, we're going to uh, land this plane just for the September, and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit's power. And that's what we're going to talk about. And then next week, as you see it in your bulletin, Uh, you know, insert, and as the father, what's going to come. And we're going to continue our series in the book of Acts because we want to experience, continue to experience and discover God's power working within our church and how he does that. So let's pray, and then we'll go into the word of God. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, that we're able to baptize our dear sister Catherine. We pray, Lord God, that you will continue to bless her, guide her, and direct her. And we pray, Lord, that you would uh, pour out your special anointing upon her and her family. And I just pray for our church that we will continue to grow, we'll continue to develop our relationship with you. And so, God, I pray that we will receive your Holy Spirit's power and that you will move freely within our church. And now the meditation of my heart and the words that are spoken through this servant may be pleasing to you. In the holy name of Christ we pray, amen. Amen. In the book of Pentecost, Peter, if you remember Peter, the one who denied Jesus Christ three times, he gave a powerful sermon at the time of the Pentecost. What was the difference? The difference was that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. HE WAS NO LONGER HIS OLD SELF, HIS SHY OR a TIMID OR a AFRAID TYPE OF MAN, BUT NOW HE WAS BOLD, COURAGEOUS. WHAT WAS DIFFERENT? HE WAS FILLED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND BECAUSE HE WAS FILLED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT, HE GAVE HIS GREATEST SERMON, FILLED WITH THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND AS A RESULT OF THAT, HOW MANY PEOPLE CAME TO KNOW THE LORD? AND WE WANT TO TALK ABOUT THAT. HE CONCLUDED HIS SERMON BY SAYING THIS IN VERSE 38. He says, therefore, let all Israel be assured. The nation Israel, he says, be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Who was he talking to? To the Jewish people. That's why he made a reference to the nation of Israel. He said, the person that you crucified. The person that you, you, you sped at, the person that you shouted at, crucified crucified him. The same person that you crucify is the Lord and the Messiah that you've been, been waiting for. After hearing Peter, many were convicted. Notice in verse 37, he says, when the people heard this, now these are the Jews. When people heard this, they were what? Cut to the heart. THE HOLY SPIRIT PENETRATED THEIR HEART. REMEMBER THEIR HEART WAS COLD. REMEMBER THEIR HEART WAS CALLOUS. REMEMBER THAT IS THE SAME HEART THAT SHOUTED, CRUCIFY HIM, CRUCIFY HIM. BUT NOW THEIR HEART WAS CUT BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. LET ME PRESS THE PAUSE BUTTON HERE. YOU MAY SAY YOU WANT TO SHARE THE GOSPEL WITH SOMEONE AND YOU SAY THEIR HEART IS CALLOUS, THEIR HEART IS COLD, THERE'S NO WAY I COULD PENETRATE that heart, but it is not, you cannot penetrate that, but the Holy Spirit can penetrate that, and Holy Spirit can cut through the hardest heart and could do a major surgery in their heart, and they will be convicted, just as these people at this time. So don't give up sharing the gospel and say, oh, I just, I can't go anywhere with that person. But it is the Holy Spirit that convicts the person of their sin. OUR RESPONSIBILITY IS NOT TO GIVE UP, OUR RESPONSIBILITY IS TO CONTINUE TO SHARE THE GOSPEL. AMEN? Amen. THAT'S WHAT WE DO AS UBC. SO HE SAYS WHAT? they WAS CUT TO THE HEART. AND OTHER. SO WHEN THE PEOPLE HEARD THIS, THEY WERE CUT TO THE HEART AND, and, and SAID TO PETER AND TO OTHER APOSTLES. THEY WENT UP TO HIM AND said, HEY, BROTHERS, WHAT SHALL WE DO? I think that was a right question to ask. You tell me this, I'm convicted. Now what? Now what? What is the next step? What shall we do? Therefore, Peter said, let me tell you what you should do. Therefore, Peter responded to their question by giving specific instructions. And we need to write this down and, 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 and look this together. He gave specific instructions what to do. This is where we pick up in our morning text, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and following. So in verse 38, Peter says this. If you turn to, you see the slide behind me. And it says, as Peter replied, what does he say? Repent. 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 In other words, you and I know, just you know, so that everyone's on the same page. Repent means that Peter said, you are going to the wrong direction. You are headed to the wrong direction. Therefore, you need to what? You do a U-turn, so that you can get, be on the correct lane. And so even, for example, you know, when we're driving, right, you have the Google map, you have the Google on your phone, and you're driving and you miss an exit. And then the Google, what is it? It, it reroutes. And he says, you have to make a U-turn, and he gives you specific directions. Well, the Bible is better than Google Maps, amen? Because Bible, when he sees that you are going to the wrong area and headed to the wrong direction, then the Bible says what? Repent, turn around so you could get into the right path that leads to the Jesus Christ, amen? And that's what Peter was saying here. He says, repent, and after you repent, what do you do? baptize. That's what we did this morning. I was fortunate enough, and I was blessed, not fortunate, I was blessed to bless, I was blessed to baptize my one and only daughter before she was headed to college. You may not have seen it, but my heart was jumping up and down, all right? When I baptized her, it was a privilege, it was an honor. So Peter says this. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Only Jesus Christ can forgive your sins. Don't let the world tell you. Other religions cannot say your sins are forgiven. Other religions cannot say that God Almighty has sacrificed his life for you in order that you may join him in the kingdom of heaven. Other religions says, what? Do good works, then you will earn salvation. Do good works, then you'll be forgiven. It doesn't work that way. We call it, not a religion, but we call it an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is only him that can forgive us. And it is not based on good works, but it is about putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And as we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as our dear sister Catherine testified today, that we can be saved and be born again. And as we are saved and born again, then we are called to do good works. Amen? That's how it works. So again, he says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Only a new believer, only person who received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Peter is saying here. Then he said, The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You see, this promise that Peter is talking about is true for everyone who received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Luke concludes in verse 40 and 41, he says this, With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Verse 41, Those who accepted his message were baptized and what? About 3,000 people came to know the Lord that day. It wasn't Peter's message. It was the Holy Spirit that spoke through Peter. Again, it is the Holy Spirit that empowers Peter, and it is the Holy Spirit that convicts the people of sin. So you and I have nothing to fear. You have nothing to worry about. As the Holy Spirit, it, we receive the Holy Spirit. It empowers us that we can share the gospel. And as a result of that, many people will come to save in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 3,000 were added to that number that day. The Holy Spirit came in power. And they were saved. Brothers and sisters, four things must happen if we want the Holy Spirit's power to move freely in our lives, in our church. Furthermore, if we want spiritual growth and maturity, what must happen? There are four things that must happen within our lives and within our church. The first is that we must have teaching. If you notice in verse 42, they, meaning... The apostles and the people, they were devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The Greek literally says or reads, they were now steadfastly continually in teaching of the apostle. Many churches today, they don't continually teach the word of God. They teach some other stuff. They teach some good, feel-good stuff. They teach some of the things that they learn from other secular books or feel-good books. They teach some of the things that's going on in the, the media, the things going on that's happening in this other secular teachings or other philosophical teachings. They don't teach that. They teach that. They, a lot of churches, have stopped continually teaching the Word of God. It is very important for us to know that they were continually in the teaching. They didn't just teach sometime, but they continue. It was an ongoing process. Because why? Because the Word of God, please hear me now, it dictates. It dictates what's going on in the church when the Holy Spirit is working. You see, at UBC, the word of God is going to dictate the vision and the mission of our church. Amen? Amen. Nothing else. Nothing else. It shows the church, it shows the earlier church was deeply committed and single-minded in the direction of the church. They were focused. And how they were focused was in the word of God. They did not detour from the word of God. They did not distract from the word of God. You see, when, when we detour from the word of God, then things that should not happen, happens. What are some of the things? Gossip happens. Bitterness happens. Division happens. And that's through, there's no room for that at Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Because only the word of God dictates a church. And when we are talking and when we are speaking with one another, we should be talking about the Word of God and encouraging and building one another up. Amen, sister and brothers? Not about talking about someone else's back and saying that that person is not doing that, that person is that, or that person is annoying me, that person is that offend me. No, that is self-centeredness. Amen? That is not Christ-centeredness. Aren't you glad you came to church today? There's no room for that in our Uptown Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. And that's what happened in the earlier church. It shows their their good, deep commitment to the Word of God. Some of you may remember Michael Jordan. Michael, all right. Now don't idolize him now. (laughs) But you all know that he was a, a great basketball player. And without a doubt, he may be the, the best. He's a legend. One of the games that he played, and I remember this specifically, it was a playoff game. And you may know it too. He was sick as his dog. Remember that? And they said that he had a bad flu. And he, was a, he needed help to get on the court. But once he got on the court, what did he do? He performed. Because he was single-minded focused. Because he was focused, and his, his goal and his determination was to win that game. His determination outweighed that he had a bad flu. So once he stepped in the court, he says, I'm playing. But once that whistle blow, he needed his players to help him to walk to the seat. Remember that? And at the end of the, end of the game, because of his sheer determination, his sheer focus, single-minded to win that game, what happened? They won. And what happened at the end of the game? They had to help him carry out him out, right? And I, I believe that even in the halftime, they had to give him a special IV because he was dehydrated. You see that single-minded devotion, that determination? If a secular person who do not know Jesus Christ has that kind of driven has that kind of drive, Help that kind of ambition, help, help that go. goal. What about us as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Jesus Christ is our Savior, that no more excuses, but that we have the sheer determination to fulfill the mission of God, to fulfill the purpose of God. Amen? Are you with me? We're all tired, aren't we not? I'm going to pick on some toes here. That's not an excuse. And you say, "Well, I'm busy." Well, you think we're not bu- I'm not busy? We're all busy, right? I told you I'm going to be so touching on some shoes. That's not an excuse. You know because again, if 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 someone like Jordan is someone so determined, what about us? That's why Paul, when you read his writing, he's always making, bringing imagery of athletic athletes, right? How they have the single focus, how they focus on the end line, right? That, sh- that strip, as they look at that end line, then they, f- they strive harder and harder in the determination to finish. For us, our goal is the kingdom of heaven. For us, our goal, I cannot take this shirt with me I, even though I like this tablet, I cannot take this tablet with me. Even though I like my pants, I cannot take it with me. What did Joe says? Naked I came into this world, naked I shall go. And do you see? ever see that bumper sticker? I've made a reference to this before, I believe. And it, it, in the back of the bumper sticker, it says, the person with the most toy, when they die, they win. You know, actually, the author, that was a sarcasm. Because you know when you die, you're not going to take your toys. But you know who you're going to take when you die? The people that you share the gospel with. Amen? Amen. You go up there and then some, you go up in the heaven and you're up there and then some stranger may come up to you and say, thank you. Remember that song in the 80s, Ray Bolts? Thank you, you know. I I don't know, I might be uh, disclosing my age, but some of you may be too young to know that song. But some of you who are older knows what I'm talking about. You're up there and someone will say, thank you. I'm here to this day because you share the gospel with me. Amen. I'm here today because you planted the seed, the, the word of God in my heart. And that's why I'm here today. And I just wanted to come up and say, thank you. And Jesus will be right there and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And I'm sure UBC, you, you want to hear those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Because you were faithful to the word of God. That you were determined. And you, you were determined to, to fulfill God's mission and purpose. Remember, before Jesus ascended to the kingdom of heaven, what did he say? You will be what? My witness. Are we fulfilling God's mission? Are we fulfilling God's purpose? Are we, uh, does that drive us? Does that determine us? Okay, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to make time. No matter how busy I am, I'm going to make time. Amen? All right. I'll stop there and we'll move on. All right. 3,000 Christians were continually devoting themselves to God's word. The Holy Spirit gave hunger and thirst for God's Word. You see, we, when we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we can't help but to hunger and thirst for God's Word. Just, just as you thirst for water, just for as you, you get hungry and you need to satisfy that hungry, hunger, same with the Word of God. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, He will give you that thirst. He will give you that hunger. You see, they want it more. The earlier church, they couldn't get it enough. They want it more. Today, in the modern day, today, if the sermon goes way past forty or forty-five minutes, it's like, oh, pastor's preaching too long here. When the earlier church, they wanted more. Amen. You go to the mission field, in the third world country, they want more. They're hungry and thirst can i say this the western world today has been deeply spoiled and they have this consumer mentality that if you don't mind, if you don't meet my need as a church then i'm out of here and i'm going to look for a church that meets my need instead of well how can i serve and we're going to talk about that a little later they wanted more because it was so good it was so good. And I'm sure all of you here can testify. When you open up the Bible and you, when you read like Book of Psalms and when you read the Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can say, it is so good. I want it more. I want it more. You know? And that's what they're devoted to. And as they want it more and more, God filled them more and more you see God's spirit and filling of the holy spirit and God's word go hand in hand In Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 If you turn to the next slide it says Paul says this let the message Now the Greek word message is logos and you know that what that means it means word so it could be say let the me- let the word of God of Christ dwell among you richly As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms. Teaching the word is not only for pastors. But it says, amolish one another. So as you know the word of God, then you would build one another up. As you know the word of God, you would spur one another up, you see. And as we quote scripture, and as we admonish one another with scripture, singing psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude, thankfulness in our hearts. So in verse 17, he says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him, our Lord Jesus Christ. See? If you have the word of God in you, then you'll be giving Thanks. You be singing songs and joys. You know. You know, I have determined to say that each day I'm gonna be joyful. Because again, Paul says what? Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. It's not say sometimes when you're feeling good, but even though you're down and even though you're, you're sad, in the midst of that, you shall rejoice. And that's the choice and determination that you have to make. I have determined in my own life, no matter what goes in my way, and no matter how rough situation, I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to jump up and down. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's what Uptown Baptist Church is about. And if you can't handle that, you're going to hear it say that you're in the wrong church. Amen? Because that's what we're about. See, when the Holy Spirit comes... He reigns in our hearts, and the love of God's word grows. It flourishes each day. The first church loves God's word. Brothers and sisters, we must love God's word. We must hunger and thirst for it each and every day. Loved ones, read the word of God. Meditate upon the word of God. And make sure during the week you get some type of teaching. You see? Wednesday night we have teaching. And if if, if you have missed the sermon on Sundays, then there's YouTube that you can watch it again. And if you need teaching, then you call one of the elders up to say, teach me. If you need teaching, call one of the deacons up. Say, teach me sometime during the week you need to be taught amen second we must have fellowship in luke chapter 42 luke says this they devoted themselves to what fellowship the fellowship that the luke is talking about did not exist before the coming of the holy spirit did you know that in the in the in the in the Pentecost, that's where the Holy Spirit came, and that's the birth of fellowship came about. The Greek word for fellowship that some of you are familiar with is kononia. But it is not mentioned in the Gospels, as I shared. It's not mentioned in Matthew. You can search it all you want. It's not mentioned in Mark. It's not mentioned in Luke. It's not mentioned in John. You can search whatever you want. And you're not going to find it there. Because fellowship only came, and it was birthed, through the holy spirit you see this is the first time ever in the book of acts the meaning koinonia came about and the meaning behind it mean, meaning behind it is commonness commonness okay whenever this word is used in the new testament it means some kind of sharing all right some kind of sharing sharing something with someone so if someone said, I do church myself, then you're not having fellowship because you're by yourself. Because the fellowship, koinonia, means sharing something with someone. Not the wall. Not the, not the pillow that you have sleeping on. Not the chair that you're sitting on. Some people are saying, no, I do church my way. No, that's not what New Testament is about. Sharing something with someone. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 4, it also means offering, collection, or contribution. But it goes much deeper than just sharing in something someone else is experiencing joy and sorrow. That's what koinonia means. It goes much deeper than sharing your gifts with someone else. But it means sharing your joy with someone else. It means sharing. If, if, if someone is going through a hardship, it means that being part of that person's life and you are sharing their hardship with them. Do you see that? But people don't get that. But that's what it means. It goes far more deeper. cornea is far more deeper than just sharing good stuff. It means sharing joy and sorrow as well. But here in the book of Acts, it is also about contributing or giving. Is he talking about giving a material thing? Yes, but it goes far deeper than that. In the early church, the key foundation of the church was giving. Verses 44 and 45 makes it clear. Luke says this, all the believers were together and had everything, here it is, in common. Koinonia. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had in need. Now let me press the pause button here, before any of you gets nervous and you say, "Pastor's preaching that we must sell all of our property and possession and give it to the church." I'm not preaching that, all right? Before you get nervous, let me explain what I'm talking about. Some still owe their homes. Notice in verse 46, they broke bread in their, what? Homes. And ate together with, what? Glad and sincere hearts. The point is this, the early church focused on mutual generosity and sharing. And this means it costs something. It costs something. I believe the earlier uh, saints, when they wrote... Books, uh, many uh, great books that I still cherish today. They say that if there, if, if it doesn't cost you anything, then it's not really a giving. Giving f- comes with sacrifice. If there is no sacrifice, and in some ways, ouch, it doesn't hurt. That's not. It's not really giving. It costs something. Loved ones, fellowship is not just give some good feeling of oneness. we got to get rid of that mindset. Fellowship is not just good feeling of oneness. It is not just gathering of people and having a nice coffee after church. You see, listen now, please, church. True fellowship comes when there is giving. So many never experience the true joy of fellowship because they never give Themselves away. You see that? It is about giving yourself away. It's not so much of material things, but are you giving yourself away? Are you saying, Here am I, my heart is with you, my love is with you? That's true, koinonia You see? True fellowship comes when there is giving. And so many people miss that blessing because they are all alone, thinking that they could do Christianity by themselves. It doesn't work that way. God created and not create for us to be alone. That's why God created Koinonia, for us to share our lives together. To give ourselves. So many times I've, I've, I've heard people go to small groups and fellowship, and people would say, I didn't experience any fellowship. I'm never going to go to that small group again. And I would ask the question, were you there just to receive? Or were you there to give? And oftentimes they said, well, I want to receive. That's why I went. That's consumer mentality, isn't it? And when we have that mentality, you're not going to experience the joy of fellowship. But when we go, and I'm sure many of you, if not all of you can testify, when you go to the fellowship, when you give yourselves to the, the fellowship, then you experience joy. And you say, wow, that was a great koinonia. Amen? That's what happened to the early church. And that's gonna happen that's gonna continue to happen at UBC. Amen? Amen? The problem is people visit a church or a small group with an eye only for their own needs, hardly aware of others, and go away saying there is no fellowship there. Have you heard that before? It is only when we truly teach out to the others, or excuse me, reach out to others and give something of ourselves versus always looking for to receive, fellowship only happens when the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, Paul says this, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you all. As we experience Koinonia of the Holy Spirit, we will draw closer to Him and to one another. That's true, Koinonia. Brothers and sisters, as Uptown Baptist Church, we must be givers, amen? Givers of ourselves. Third thing that we must do is this. We must have worship. In the early church, their worship entailed two things. Breaking of bread and prayer. Here, breaking of bread means regular communion. We do that once a month. They continually devoted themselves to do this. Christ and his anointing work was real to them, and they want to remember what Christ has done for uh, them. And in the same way, when we take communion, we do what? In remembrance of him, we take the bread, we take the elements. The bread that represents his body, and the drink that represents the blood of Christ. A new covenant between us and God. Their hearts were always looking upward, and they had true joy. I love this. The reason why some people don't have joy is because they're not looking upward. Amen? They are looking at their own self and say, poor me. Look at the circumstance. Look at me. I am a victim. That's why Satan will move in and rob them out of joy. Amen? That's what he does. But you and I, when we look upward, when we look to Christ, when we look to our heavenward and our heart is in heaven and that we know that our citizenship is in heaven and not of this world, then regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the tough situation, regardless of a flat tire, that we're going to have joy. Amen? Don't let some of these natural things that happen to downcast your soul. Because you have Jesus in your heart, and that should give you all the reason to have joy. Amen? Amen. Upward, upward, upward. They also worship through prayer. The Greek implies that their prayers were specific prayers toward Jewish and Christians. The church was a new perspective of all form of prayer move out through the new, fresh of prayer experiencing the Holy Spirit and Jesus. I love when we have prayer meetings Tuesday through Friday. I love it. We come together and pray. There's some needs of people's lives that we pray together in one voice. And we especially need that. And again, that is part of our Four pillars of our church. Their prayers were full of praise and joy. Because, again, they knew that they were praying to God. And they anticipated that God will answer their prayers. Amen? Amen. I'm sure all of you can testify how your prayers were answered. Look at your journals. Look at what you have written down. How God has pulled you through. Brothers and sisters, when the Holy Spirit fills our lives and the church, our hearts are always upward toward Jesus. And our relationship continues to grow and flourish. Fourth and last, we must have evangelism. Mission. In verse 47, Luke said this, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were saved it is the lord who adds amen you see when the holy spirit moves powerfully in the church god's people act and think differently the way they should you see we act and think differently from the world amen it's not about self-centeredness. It's not about, it's not about Nick, but it's about God. It's about Christ-centeredness. If we think and act differently. But sometimes we could get into that rut, like Paul would say. I want to do the good things, but I don't do it. And I, and, I, and I don't want to do the bad things, but I end up doing the bad things. Why? Because that human flesh is still in us. And that's why Paul says, I keep on having to suppress it. I keep on having to die to myself daily. You see, every morning, just as you arise, that old self wants to arise too. Are you with me? And that is why it's so important that you get up. And, I would, and, I, and when I get up out of my bed and I said, I'm going to determine that I'm going to rejoice in the Lord today. I'm gonna, I made that decision. Because if you don't make that de- decision... And if you don't determine that each morning, that old self is going to come out. And he's going to start shaking you up. And that old bitterness is going to come. All that temperament is going to come. And that self-centeredness is going to come. Are you with me? But as Christians, we ought to think and act differently. Because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. And that's why we've got to die to ourselves, as Paul says, and alive in Christ. Amen? Amen. God's people acting differently? Now, there are four things that happen when the Spirit of God is moving within the church. Are you ready? First, when the Holy Spirit's power moves in the church, believers receive what? The Word. There's teaching that happens in the church. Amen? And we will never depart from that. As a pastor, I promise you, I give you my word and I hold accountable before God that we're going to teach the word of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Second is this. When the Holy Spirit, if you turn to the next slide, when the Holy Spirit's power moves in the church, believers love each other. Cornelia happens. Koinonia happens. If you have no love for, if you don't have love for each other, then as Peter will say, then you need to repent. You need to repent. If you do not have love for your brother and sisters, meaning the church of our brothers here in our church here here, if you do not have love for your fellow brothers and sisters, I'll be honest with you, I'll be straight with you, then you need to repent. That's what Peter said. That's what the word of God said. Because you're headed the wrong direction where the church is headed. Amen? Because our church is headed towards God. And if you have bitterness and if you have, have hatred and unforgiving heart, then you're going, the wrong, you're going this direction, we're going this direction. So therefore, you need to repent so that you could do a U-turn and that you can join us to go into God's direction upward. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! I gave you my word that I'm preaching the word. OF GOD, AMEN? THAT'S NOT NICK'S OPINION. THAT'S THE WORD OF GOD, AMEN? Amen. THIRD, AS YOU CAN SEE BEHIND ME, it IS THIS. WHEN THE HOLY SPIRIT'S POWER MOVES IN THE CHURCH, BELIEVERS RELATE TO GOD IN WHAT? WORSHIP. THAT IS WHY I GET SO EXCITED ON SUNDAY MORNINGS THAT WE ARE PRAISING GOD. That we are full of joy, and we are testifying, saying that God, you are good, and we are just clapping and joy, and some of the people are dancing, go ahead, dance. I don't know how you can sit still and while we're still praise' is going on, when God is so good. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what we'll continue to do. Amen. Fourth is this: when the Holy Spirit's power moves in the church believers relate to the world meaning evangelism how can we keep quiet how can we keep quiet and that is why some of you i really appreciate you brothers that going out in the community sharing the gospel and teaching i know some brother does that but i don't want to put him on the spot but i just you all know I love my brother dearly who does that. Goes out in the community and shares the gospel. Amen? And we want to have more baptism. We want to, I want to thunk some people in, this, uh, in the tub. All right? I want to thunk some people. And then next year when the weather gets better, I want to thunk some people in the Lake Michigan. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we're about. This is what the power of God did in the earlier church and what God wanted the church to be. In the same way, God wants Uptown Baptist Church and he wants us to do the same for him. Amen? Amen. Brothers and sisters, when the spirit of God moves in the church powerfully, amazing things happen. And we can't help but to be in awe of what God is doing. I am in awe of what God is doing. God is doing some awesome stuff. If you don't see it, you must be blind. Amen? Amen? Notice in verse 43, Luke says this, Everyone was filled with awe. They were in awe not because as many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. They were all because God was working in their lives. And they had the sense that God was in their hearts and in mind. And they had the sense and they could see that God was moving. And they were in awe. The Greek word for awe is phabos. Which means fear, terror, alarm. The object or cause of fear. Reverence and respect. The earlier church... Did not have fear of God. They were not afraid of God. They did not have terror of God. But they what? Had reverence and respect. The problem is many churches today, they lack reverence of holy God. They lack respect for the house of God. Amen? Amen. When we come in here, we ought to respect the Father's house because we are in the Lord's presence as a body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Nothing will bring revival more than a sense of awe before a holy God and a sense of our own unworthiness before a holy God. Amen? Amen? I am unworthy, but God finds me worthy. In verse 46, Luke beautifully describes what he did. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere heart. Jesus called what? The temple, my father's house. And Jesus calls this beautiful church this is my Father's house. And we ought to respect it and love it and take care of it, you see, because it's the Father's house. We're in the Father's house. Amen? The church was full of joy in the earlier church. And I know that we are full of joy. In closing, when the church is filled with the Holy Spirit's power, we will be devoted to the teaching of the word. We will be devoted to the corner of believers. We will be devoted to worshiping Almighty God. And naturally flows, we would be devoted to fulfill the Great Commission. That's evangelism. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, church. You could do better than that. Let me pray us out before the praise team come and sing us a song. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for challenging us this morning that when the spirit moves, there's something amazing that happens. And, Father, we believe the spirit of God is moving in our church. Fresh wind, fresh fire, and a new beginning that brings honor and glory to the Father. So, Father, help us to receive your Holy Spirit and help us to be obedient And help us to have full of joy because we are looking upward and heavenward. So bless us with your wonderful presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Praise thee, we praise thee old oh God, for the son of thy love for oh,
0: crying out for revival. I can't help but just want to sing that song again. Brother Mike, amen. Amen. come on brother.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah,
2: by the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, by the glory, revive us again. Revive us again. With thy love may so be rekindled with my father.
0: prayer that is our prayer that crying out to God revive us again and that we want to have fire and fresh wind and fire in our church amen Amen. one quick announcement uh, about fellowship it's about sharing our our joys and also our sorrows and uh, some of you know all of you know that we have experiencing a lot of a pain in a way that we lost loved ones, including Pastor Mark, uh, lost his dear father, um, and they are going to have uh, a service, a celebration, going home service next Saturday. Uh, but, uh, but that as they shared, uh, it, it's the space is limited, and so um, if you could come, just uh, if you could know that, uh, they would appreciate your prayers. But uh, I believe the space is limited, and so uh, if you could understand that. And then uh, we're not sure if there's going to be early visitation. Not sure about that. But if that happens, uh, we will let you know. But please note that Pastor Mark, uh, with his heart, with a uh, heavy heart, saying that I know that he wants you to shower the love on their family, but the space is limited, and so please understand that. All right? Uh, having said that, let me close us out in prayer. Father, we thank you for your, all your goodness and your faithfulness. And Father, I lift up my dear brothers and sisters who have lost their loved ones. I lift up my dear sister Ishbel, who lost her father. But the heavens rejoice because he's there and having a great time. But the people that, the family that he left behind, it's not easy. Pray, Lord God, that you are a God of all comfort. Pray that you'll comfort the family, especially for my dear sister. Pray that you remind her, shalom, the peace Jesus offers and the comfort that he offers. So I pray that you would encourage her and give her your peace and your love. I also pray for my dear brother, Eric, that he lost his father. Pray, Lord God, that as he is in a better place, that he's with you. Pray that Eric will experience your goodness and your love and your presence. Pray for my dear brother, Mark, that he, as he and his family are still um, trying to digest what happened and uh, it can be overwhelming. I just pray, Lord God, that you will shower them with your love and your peace and your comfort. I also pray for my dear sister Cynthia, that she lost her mom. I pray, Lord God, that you'll continue to uh, encourage her and give her your peace and comfort. And again, that we had a wonderful celebration worship service a couple of weeks ago for her going home. I just pray, Lord, for everyone that in, in, our, in our church that are experiencing some type of pain, or hurt. I pray that you would minister to them and comfort them. I pray that you would use us to share in their sorrows and shower them with love and comfort and prayer. And now, may the God of peace, who through the blood of eternal covenant, covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in as what is pleasing to him, Through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. God loves you, and go in peace.